I first met in person with Mary E. in the summer of 2007. I'd arranged with her husband of 15 years, Terrence, to see her for an interview. Mary had initially agreed, since I was not a newsman, but rather an amateur writer gathering information for a few early college assignments, and if all went according to plan, some pieces of fiction. I scheduled the interview for a particular week when I was in Chicago in unrelated business. At the last moment, Mary changed her mind and locked herself in the couple's bedroom, refusing to meet with me. For half an hour, I sat with Terrence as we camped outside the bedroom door, listening and taking notes while he attempted fruitlessly to calm his wife. The things Mary said made little sense, but fit with the pattern I was expecting. Though I could not see her, I could tell from her voice that she was crying, and more often than not, her objections to speaking with me centered around an incoherent ramble on her dreams, her nightmares. Terrence apologized profusely when we ceased the exercise, and I did my best to take it in stride. Recall that I wasn't a reporter in search of a story, but merely a curious young man in search of information. Besides, I thought at the time I could perhaps find another similar case if I put my mind and resources to it. Mary E. was on a small Chicago-based bulletin board system in 1992 when she first encountered Smile.jpg and her life changed forever. She and Terrence had only been married five months. Mary was one of an estimated 400 people who saw the image when it was posted as a hyperlink on the BBS. But she is the only one who has spoken openly about the experience. The rest have remained anonymous, or perhaps dead. In 2005, when I was only in 10th grade, Smile.jpg was first brought to my attention by my interest in web-based phenomenon. Mary was the most often cited victim of what is sometimes referred to Smile.dog, being Smile.jpg is reputed to display. What caught my interest, other than the elements of the cyber legend, was the sheer lack of information usually to the point that people don't believe it even exists other than a rumor or a hoax. It is unique because the entire phenomenon centers on a picture file. That file is nowhere to be found on the internet. Certainly many photo manipulated copies have shown up, with most frequently on sites such as the image board 4chan. It is suspected that these are fakes because they do not have the effect that true smile.jpg is believed to have, namely sudden onset temporal lobe epilepsy and acute anxiety. This reaction in the viewer is one of the reasons the phantom-like smile.jpg is regarded with such disbelief, since it's just absurd. Though, depending on whom you ask, the hesitation to acknowledge smile.jpg's existence might be out of fear rather than disbelief. Neither smile.jpg nor smile.dog is mentioned anywhere on Wikipedia, though the website features articles on such other, perhaps more scandalous shock sites, such as hello.jpg or two girls one cup. Any attempt to create a page about Smile.jpg is deleted by any of the encyclopedia's many atoms. Encounters with Smile.jpg are the stuff of internet legend. Mary E's story is not unique. There are unverified rumors of Smile.jpg showing up in the early days of Unicet, and even one persistent tale that in 2002, a hacker flooded the forms of humor and satire website Something Awful with a delude of Smile.jpg pictures rendering almost half the forum's users at the time epileptic. Those who have claimed to see Smile.jpg often weakly joke that they were far too busy to save a copy of the picture on their hard drive. However, all alleged victims offer the same description of the photo. Dog-like creature, usually like a Siberian husky, illuminated by the flash of a camera, sits in a dim room, the only background detail that is visible being a human hand extending from the darkness near the left side of the frame. His hand is empty, but is usually described as beckoning. 
of course, most attention is given to the dog, or dog creature, as some victims are more certain than others about what they claim to see. The muzzle of the beast is reputedly split in a wide grin, revealing two rows of very white, very straight, very sharp, very human-looking teeth. This, of course, is not a description given immediately after viewing the picture, but rather a recollection of the victims who claim to have seen the picture endlessly repeat in their mind's eye during the times they are, in reality, having epileptic fits. These fits are reported to continue, often while the victims sleep, resulting in very vivid and disturbing nightmares. These may be treated with some medication, though sometimes it's more effective than others. Mary E., I assumed, was not on effective medication. That's why, after my visit to her apartment in 2007, sent out feelers to several folklore and urban legend-oriented news groups, websites, and mailing lists, hoping to find the name of a supposed victim of Smile.jpg, who felt more interested in talking about his experiences. For a time, nothing happened, and at length I forgot completely about my pursuits, since I had begun my freshman year of college and was quite busy. However, Mary contacted me via email near the beginning of March 2008. Dear Mr. L., I'm incredibly sorry about my behavior last summer when you came to interview me. I hope you understand that it was no fault of yours, but rather my own problems that led me to act out as I did. I realized that I could have handled the situation more decorously. However, I hope you will forgive me. At the time, I was afraid. You see, for 15 years, I've been haunted by Smile.jpg. Smile.dog comes to me in my sleep every night. I know that sounds silly, but it is true. There is an ineffable quality about my dreams, my nightmares, that makes them completely unlike any real dreams I have ever had. I do not move and do not speak. I simply look ahead, and the only thing ahead of me is the scene from that horrible picture. I see the beckoning hand, and I see smile.dog. It talks to me. It is not a dog, of course, though I'm not quite sure what it really is. It tells me it will leave me alone if only I do as it asks. All I must do, it says, is spread the word. That is how it phrases its demands. And I know exactly what it means. It wants me to show it to someone else. And I could. The week after my incident, I received in the mail a manila envelope with no return address. Inside was only a three and a half inch floppy diskette. Without having to check, I knew precisely what was on it. I thought for a long time about my options. I could show it to a stranger, a co-worker. I could even show it to Terrence as much as the idea disgusted me. And what would happen then? Well, the smile.dog kept its word I could sleep. Yet if it lied, what would I do? And who was to say something worse would not come for me if I did as the creature asked? So I did nothing for 15 years, though I kept the diskette hidden among my things. Every night for 15 years, Smile.dog has come to me in my sleep and demanded that I spread the word. For 15 years, I've stood strong, though there have been hard times. Many of my fellow victims on the BBS board where I first encountered Smile.jpg stopped posting. I heard some of them committed suicide. Others remain completely silent, simply disappearing off the face of the web. They're the ones I worry about the most. I sincerely hope you will forgive me, Mr. L., but last summer when you contacted me and my husband about an interview, I was near the breaking point. I decided I was going to give you the floppy diskette. 
I did not care if Smile.Dog was lying or not. I wanted it to end. You were a stranger, someone I had no connection with, and I thought I would not feel sorrow when you took the diskette as part of your research and sealed your fate. Before you arrived, I realized what I was doing was plotting to ruin your life. I could not stand the thought, and in fact, I still cannot. I am ashamed, Mr. L., and I hope that this warning will dissuade you from further investigation of Smile.jpg. You may in time encounter someone who is, if not weaker than I, then wholly more depraved, someone who will not hesitate to follow Smile.dog's orders. Stop while you are still whole. Sincerely, Mary E. Terrence contacted me later that month with the news that his wife had killed herself. While cleaning up the various things she had left behind, closing email accounts and the like, he happened upon the above message. He was a man in shambles. He wept as he told me to listen to his wife's advice. He found the disc and burned it until it was nothing but a stinking pile of blackened plastic. The part that most disturbed him, however, was how the disc had hissed as it melted, like some sort of animal, he said. I will admit I was a little uncertain about how to respond to this. First, I thought it was perhaps a joke, with the couple playing with the situation in order to get a rise out of me. A quick check of several Chicago newspapers, however, proved that Mary E. was indeed dead. There was, of course, no mention of a suicide in the article. I decided that, for a time at least, I would not further pursue the subject of small.jpg, especially since I had finals coming up at the end of May. The world has odd ways of testing us. Almost a full year after I returned from a disastrous interview with Mary E., I received another email. Hello. I found your email through a mailing list. Your profile said you were interested in small dog. I've seen it. It's not as bad as everyone says. I have sent it to you here. Just spreading the word. The final line chilled me to the bone. According to my email client, there was one file attachment called naturally small.jpg. I considered downloading it for some time. It was most likely a fake, I imagined. Even if it weren't, I was never wholly convinced of small.jpg's particular powers. Mary Eve's account had shaken me, yes. She was probably mentally unbalanced anyways. After all, how could a simple image do what small.jpg was said to accomplish? What sort of creature was it that could break one's mind with only the power of the eye? And if such things were patiently observed, then why did the legend exist at all? If I downloaded the image, if I looked at it, and if Mary turned out to be correct, if small.dog came to me in my dreams, demanding to spread the word, what would I do? Would I live my life as Mary had, fighting against the urge to give in until I died? Or would I simply spread the word, you're going to be put to rest? And if I chose the latter route, how could I do it? Whom would I burden in turn? If I went through my earlier intention to write a short article about small.jpg, I decided I could attach it as evidence. And anyone who read the article, anyone who took interest, would be effective. And even assuming small.jpg attached to the email was genuine, would I be carnivorous enough to save myself in that manner? Could I spread the word? Yes. Yes, I could.